Welcome to the Game Deflators podcast, episode 21. My name is John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. Here at the Game Deflators podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and the loved Inflation Deflation Challenge. But this week, a surprise challenger. They haven't built the wall down here yet, folks, in Arizona, because here's James. Oh, yeah. That was uh, that was good. Thank you. Yeah, I like that introduction. I put a little effort into that. Yeah, can't shut us down. So uh, or be block us out with that wall. That'll we be don't. We're not the government. For the rest of the podcast. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, as always, we're gonna get started with our recent pickups. Me and James, I know for a fact, have nothing. But you, Ryan, you picked up something this week, didn't you? Yep. I went to the not so midnight anymore release for Kingdom Hearts three. It was a decent line. It moved fast. I think I stopped and got food and was still home by 940. I really like the way that they do it now. If anybody doesn't know about going and picking up games at GameStop now for their pre-release thing, they shut down at 9, and anytime between 6 and 9, you can come in, finalize your receipt, they give you a group number, you stand in line, you hand that receipt to somebody, they hand you your thing, and you go home. You know what I think it is, man? Uh, Square Enix and GameStop have realized that we're now in our 30s, and we have to go to bed at a decent hour and can't stay up till midnight. So they purposefully delayed this release because of that. that that's know. what it was. I remember waiting out in the cold for my Wii, and they didn't have enough for everybody in line, and they cut the line off right behind me. Imagine all those poor, cold people at midnight and, you her, know, and her shriveled Wiis. Everyone thinks Ryan's joking, but that's honestly how it was. Like the uh, the Xbox 360, the PS3, the Wii, everyone was literally freezing their ass off in winter waiting. Like, oh, do you have a ticket? No, we're all out. Uh, but I would say as far as the Kingdom Hearts 3 release, that is a relief to hear because back in my day, Japanese kids had to skip school and shank each other to get their copy of Dragon Warrior. So that's definitely an improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think we're all interested to hear what do you think of the gameplay so far. I'm pretty sure your wife has actually taken a bulk of that time, probably 99% of it for gameplay. So what you've seen her playing so far, what do you think? Uh, I did have hands-on. Oh, I you did? I did have some hands-on time in Toy Story Land. Wait, wait, with the game or your wife? Both. Is Toy Story Land the name, code name for your bedroom? It 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 is a toy land of sorts. That's... So how was the gameplay? <laughs> so the uh, the gameplay was actually really good. It was... With your wife or with the uh, the game? <laughs> referring to Kingdom Hearts from here on out, just it's implied. So the gameplay was really good. It oh. runs really... Sma uh, <laughs> it runs really fast. Just be grateful I can't go a good Goofy or Donald. You know who else yeah. runs really fast? Ryan. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, come on, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm not oh, a Ryan. sprinter. Oh. Sorry. But no, the, uh, the gameplay is really fluid the animations are great the uh effects are amazing like i've never seen a game with like the rich vibrant color and all the the lighting effects are really good it's really brings in that final fantasy 15 quality into the whole world of disney and making it look really good um are you running it at 60 frames per second i don't know you should check in on that i will figure out how to and do that that actually sounds pretty cool, but I would say the burning question everyone probably has is, will Donald fucking heal? You know, I think that uh, with the new magic system, you don't really have to worry about that as much. Oh, thank God. Okay. 
So pretty much um, you don't have to worry about Donald healing Goofy and you dead. Yeah, and hearing him scream Sora all the time. <laughs> like, like that's very helpful, Donald. Thank that, you. It's just scarring childhood memories. Um, okay, so obviously we didn't have any recent pickups. Let's go into our recently played. So uh, we had issues with my PS2 last night, or one of three PS2s, and uh, instead of playing cookies and or cookie and cream, uh, initially while you were here last night, we ended up going ahead and playing. Uh, what was it Marvel? No, it's uh, Capcom versus SNK2. Okay, so that's what we played. See, that's how millionaire fighting. I do not play fighting games. That's why you kicked our asses the entire night. I wouldn't call it so much kicking your asses. Ryan put up a little bit of fight. He, uh, Ryan showed a little bit of skill. He was able to start playing footsie a little bit, um, which was smart because, you know, he had trouble doing the, uh, the inputs for the special attacks, but he understood the the whole footsies, you know, get in there and tag. John was just, I'm going to spam buttons and hope for the best. Oh, hey, I managed to hit you with this. I'm going to keep doing it over and over. So I just kind of stood there a lot until I got bored to jump over him and then kick his ass. So we play some Soul Calibur or uh, some oh, Virtua oh. Fighter. It might be a different story. Virtua Fighter, you'll probably beat me because I never cared for it. But Soul Calibur... Oh, sir, I have Soul Calibur 2 remastered on my PS3, and I will oh, take that fucker out. It sounds like we are going to have a game to play tonight. Done. I haven't yeah. played it in a long time, but I did used to play quite a bit of Soul Calibur. We didn't invite you. We'll invite him. It's not like his wife's going to notice. She's playing <laughs> in Mars 3. That's true. <laughs> she, she took the whole day off for it, too. Uh, I know. She was telling us the other night about that. That is awesome, though. Yeah, you know, so Soul... to play hooky to play to, for your new game. That All is right, awesome. So Soul Calibur 2, I'm down. Damn straight. Only one of the guests to play Killick, so I call him now. Oh, that's fine. I'll be playing if Maxi. Ah, oh, you motherfucking ass. <laughs> oh no, I've got. I'm pretty, I no, I'm actually pretty good with most characters in that well, game. I'm playing like the cheapest character, anyways. Yeah, Killick. Killick my it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be yeah. Fair. well, the cheapest would be Raphael. Oh God, yes. Yeah, so that that's asshole. pretty. Neither of us are playing him. No, FYI, yeah. banned. <laughs> Ban hammers drop now at a game deflators. Uh, okay. So we played that game. Uh, you obviously kicked our asses, but Ryan, from a graphical standpoint, I thought it was pretty good for a PS2 game, in all honesty. Oh, yeah. I mean, the sprite work is still incredible. That stuff just doesn't, you know, it holds up no matter what. Yeah, I mean, we played Rival Schools back on one of our first inflation deflations, and the sprite work on that was even still good for a PS1 game. So I think fighters Well, that generally, was polygonal. Uh, that's true. Well, regardless, fighters generally hold up in the graphics department regardless of the fact and the gameplay too for the most part you guys so y'all y'all smell something burning it smells ah, it smells like burning garbage almost like a dumpster fire is there something in the news oh speaking of fighters no dumpster fires sir dumpster oh i think he's talking about uh a company that just pulled the plug on an acquisition yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anybody who hasn't seen GameStop is just basically giving up on selling itself. Well, I mean, wouldn't you give up too if you tried to sell yourself and you were only offered three dollars and fifty cents? Trade value, of course. Trade value. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> the cash value is probably a dollar, if that. <laughs> I actually have a theory about this. So. Uh, when Toys R Us finally went belly up, because honestly, they were just in the red for so many years, um, essentially, they got bought by that other company, and they're getting rebuilt, basically purely built purely on nostalgia. That's how they're going to make their money. I get the feeling GameStop is hoping to swing that strategy for themselves, that everyone's going to get together, and, oh, no, we can't lose GameStop, and I think they're going to be unpleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, 
GameStop going away, Ryan and I talked about this, I think it was episode 19, so about a couple episodes ago, we actually talked about when they were first um, bringing up the idea of being acquired uh, by another company, and I felt that it was actually a good move for somebody else to come through, and I think everybody would agree for the most part, so them kind of pulling out, um, I don't know, <laughs> there's plenty of jokes that, that can be... That was that. Uh, definitely set up for a pull-out early joke right there. Yeah, that's true. They pulled out early, and uh, it will be an issue down the road. Well, this this article here is saying that um, they, they're going to try to refocus on just the collectibles and the core gaming part and maybe letting go of some of the diversification they've tried to get into, like but that's how you can trade in your ipads and buy ipads and i think i saw like a google nest like home system for sale there on like its own little stand and it just it looks so out of place going into gamestop and all the games are on the walls and everything in the middle is just stuff you don't even care about well they actually um one of the articles i was reading yesterday you could probably correct me if i'm wrong on this but i want to say they sold off a part of their company that was focused on uh cell phones and such yeah yeah it said that um it's spring mobile business was sold for 700 million yeah so yeah. what article is that by the way this is the uh gamesindustry.biz article gamestop gives up on selling the company all right, Stock so we'll, totals 25%. Yeah, I saw that yesterday when I was watching a market. Um, yeah, we'll post that article so everybody can read it when they refer to the podcast. Retweet it right now. Absolutely. Right. Um, as much as I don't like it because I'm not big on the commercialization of geek culture the way it's become, but I think they are making a good bit of money off their Think Geek store parts. Uh, where they're selling, you know, shirts and hats and socks and beanies and overpriced statues and things like that. Um, so I think that'll definitely save them. But Ryan, I can actually explain why they were selling Google home devices. If you didn't know, Skyrim was ported to the Google home. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I forgot. That was, that was probably the highlight of E3. Yeah. Alexa, play Skyrim. Or actually, <laughs> sorry, Google. Okay. Google play Skyrim. Okay, Google. Fusro da. Oh my God. Your TV blows up at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> get blown um, across the house. We're going to hey, try it on yours when we get out of here. Yeah, we totally should. It'll probably say, I do not play garbage. <laughs> oh shots fired oh, I'm ducking I'm sorry Bethesda um, so I did kind of want to go back to our recently playing so uh, the last few weeks I've obviously been talking about Final Fantasy 15 I finally beat it James watched in all of its glory as I defeated that game it was pretty damn cool especially the uh, the sub boss fights, fights leading up to the main boss fight was uh, epically done Dude. I had no idea what was going on as far as story wise which is okay because I was still to play through it but it was it was beautiful and glorious and touching. Oh yeah, for sure. And the sad thing is, is that graphically it looked phenomenal, and I wasn't playing at its full potential, just because you know PS4 overheating. <laughs> oh good lord, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm sure everyone who's uh, played it on their PS4, possibly on their Xbox One, has noticed that uh, it's a well known fact that the uh, Final Fantasy 15 just really, really pushes the hardware, even in the limited mode, which is what John had it said too. You could just hear his PS4 fan very clearly running the whole time yeah and that's also that i have um that vent system on there as well pulling out hot air from the system and i still have load issues on that game so you should have heard when i first got it and popped it in the system at 60 frames per second or the highest you know resolution i could get on a game man my ps4 wanted to die and i got a ps4 pro as well so it's not like i'm pushing the limits on a, P a regular ps4 at this point 
it probably sounded like one of those old tape rewinders. It actually kind of reminded me of uh, the jet engine sound from the fat PS3 consoles when they first came out. Oh, the whoosh. It was like, yeah. Jesus, what yeah, the fuck? It, it was rough, man. <laughs> so uh, regardless, I beat that game and it was phenomenal. I enjoyed every moment of it. I need to play the DLC, and I also save just before the final battle. So if I want to 100% it, I can do that and enjoy the final battle again. There you go. Oh, man. Cerberus was so there, awesome, too. I'll get there one day. One day, maybe. Dude, that Cerberus battle was flipping sweet. That was. I really liked the E-Free battle as well. Oh, God. That, that was, was good. good. Um, and then the other game James and I are actually playing right now through uh, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, God. Well, we finished the first one. Yes, we're on the second one. We're on Crash Bandicoot 2. I think we've gotten through like what three or four levels so far on that one. Yeah, so far I think either they toned down the. um, Here's the thing: like everyone was like, "Oh my god, Crash Bandicoot's way harder than we remember." It is, but it isn't. It uh, it is fairly unforgiving, but to me, it's the it's the camera angles that makes everything rather difficult. Yeah, I would say, especially in that one level that we could not get past with, uh, well, there were two. So you had the one where it was the bridges falling apart, and you had yeah. to actively like try to aim your shadow towards certain pieces of wood, and then we just cheaped out and used a rope the entire way. Um, That's what I did. Yeah. Get through Crash 1 again. Yeah. Damn straight. So we did that, and then there was the one level with the switches where you have to hit the switch boxes, and it opens up the floor and closes the floor and the doors and that such. That one took me forever, too. Yeah, yeah, that one took us quite a while. When we finally did beat it, though, we were like, all right, cool. We played one level in the last two hours. Yeah. Ryan, did you did you finish it? Because that was pretty late in the game at that point. Yeah, I finished uh, all of Crash 1 again when I got the... Uh, trilogy on switch remember this moment james because he does not finish games oh i got two levels into the second one okay so we're ahead and of him i on bought the transistor one. again and didn't beat that either oh okay there's a lot of things he doesn't beat including super smash bros which i have still been playing a little bit of but haven't gotten all the way through yet i see you with that game in your hand james i have not even touch that game yet so you can't say i didn't beat it no 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 no. i was gonna say ryan needs a game like this the game i'm holding is the longest five minutes on switch if you're not familiar with it what it is if i recall correctly is the game starts out it's an j style rpg and uh retro graphics but it starts out that you're actually at the final boss fight of an epic rpg quest and something happens where it resets to five minutes before and your character has no memory of what's going on. And that's the entire premise of the game is it keeps resetting to five minutes before and five minutes before and five minutes before. That's genius. I mean, maybe. I haven't played it yet, so <laughs> we'll find I mean, out if it's actually it's, genius. It's not a dollar, but new? I think you might enjoy it. Sorry. Yeah, no, it is not a dollar, Ryan. But yeah, it's fairly new. It's been out for a few months, several months. Hmm. I'll definitely check that out. That yeah. sounds like a ton of fun. Borrow John's, borrow mine. Yeah. All right. We'll start a so, library. You don't have any other games you're currently playing? Well, I've been playing Smash, but there's some new news in Smash, too. I figured we could just go straight through on that. An awkward transition. Yeah. So, um, for anybody that doesn't know, and it's going to be a little bit too late, I already retweeted this. So, if you're looking out there, hopefully this catches you. But if you haven't bought Smash yet. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so, we got to get you hooked up on Twitter terminology. Now, did you initiate the tweet? No, I retweeted. So somebody else had to tweet? And then you retweeted it? Okay, no, okay. I I tweeted the article. Thank you. Okay, sorry. Tweet. 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 Okay, so uh, Piranha Plants out. 
for anybody that buys the game before January 31st gets a free code in your email. Check your inbox and your spam box and all your boxes to see wherever it might have landed. To the eBay mobile. Exactly. And then be aware if you do get him because there's a bunch of people out there saying that he can corrupt your save data if you take him into all-star mode. What's, so, all, what's all-star mode? Um, I haven't done all-star mode, but I guess it's just where you go through and fight everybody else or something maybe? Hmm. That's what I would think it would be. Interesting. Okay, kind of like arcade mode or something? Yeah, probably. I can look it up. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, well, let's take a quick break to uh, call out our hashtag... Not a sponsor could be a sponsor. New Amsterdam gin. It's not bad. It's okay. <laughs> I enjoy it. It does actually taste pretty good. You guys uh, over there, Amsterdam gem, gin, sorry, your stuff is apparently fairly potent as well, uh, have done a good job. Uh, anyone who doesn't particularly care for the taste of gin, it doesn't have that overpowering gin flavor. We're looking at you, Tanqueray. Please don't sue us. Uh, but it does have this nice bubbly flavor that's very similar to Spider 7-Up. So it actually mixes with those or even Monster Energy perfectly. It's actually fantastic with Mountain Dew. Really? If you really want to redneck it up, yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can get wasted on Mountain Dew and gin and get fireballs tattooed on our elbows. <laughs> we probably could. Um, all right, man. So then we can uh, screw our sisters. Did you finally uh, get yeah, the rest yeah, of Yeah, okay. it's you fight every other non-me character. Oh, Okay. How how many me characters are there, Ryan? Well, you could do the fighter or the swordsman or the gunner. So there's three. Well, you can make as many of each of them as you want. So you can have an all, a whole army of me's? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Well, what other news do we have this week in V-Wire? Okay, so... News? Anybody that's been following the loot box stuff that's been going on with, uh, you know, they've been pushing these loot boxes hard for a long time. EA is a huge proponent of it with all the Battlefront stuff that came out and all the grinding that they're forcing into their games. And with all that pressure, Belgium passed a law saying that loot boxes are gambling and ordered all that content removed from games in Belgium. Go Belgium. And EA was apparently, I thought that they were going to take a stand. Like from what I've heard, they were willing to die on that hill. And I guess they finally caved and they said, okay, we'll pull that out. And then they turned around and tried to throw it all on. That's their interpretation of the law. And we don't agree with it. And we're so sorry to our players for having this big inconvenience. And you could still get everything. It doesn't affect us. Because it doesn't affect our bottom line. And, I mean, I got most of this from uh, Jim Sterling's show. And from what he said, it makes a lot of sense. You can't turn around and say, we need loot boxes because games are so expensive. And then also turn around and say, oh, we don't need loot boxes. It's not going to affect our bottom line. You can't have it both ways. I uh, I definitely agree that the loot boxes are a form of gambling. Uh, for anyone who hasn't really given it much thought or don't or does not really understand, of course, what the loot boxes are is typically you have one or two options. Uh, you can either grind away and play the game normally, and you'll be rewarded with these random boxes with content like costumes, weapons, whatever, depending on the game. 
or you can buy in-game currency with your real money, spend those on the loot boxes, and still have a chance of getting different things. Uh, you can actually, I think it was like FIFA 2018 or 2017, of uh, you could see videos of people on YouTube just buying these loot boxes over and over and over to try to get, I think his name's Ronaldo or something like that, very famous soccer, or, excuse me, football player. Uh, things like that. So in essence, it's like playing a slot machine. You know that eventually you will win, but you would have to keep paying over and over and over in hopes of getting one particular thing. And the reason it's such a big deal is because many of these games aren't so much geared toward children, but many of them are uh, children playable or children friendly games. And, you know, kids are far more susceptible to that kind of influence below when they were, you know, below the age of 12, 14, and so on before their brains start fully fully developing so i say go belgium that was uh the right decision in my opinion i think the interesting thing is i'm going to rename this episode uh as game deflators episode 21 pulling out that is the theme tonight right gamestop and ea pulling out yeah i mean they're both uh there's no wall to stop them yeah yeah no wall to stop them yep and uh, we didn't have one so james is here now so uh so oh, yeah. we're at we we do have a good story of success though uh, another f- pickup I'm looking to get in the future. Let's talk a little bit about Resident Evil 2 Remake. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Dude, I've just seen screenshots of that game, and I'm horrified. Did Dude. you guys play the demo? That no, we, ha- we have it, actually, on the PS4. Yeah. I'd, so we should so. probably play that this week. We really should. I put it on John's PS4. I have it downloaded on my PC, PC and I was going to download it on my PS4 because it is a time demo. I think you get to play for... 30 seen, minutes 30 minutes it's it, they did the same thing with but like you can Bioshock make new accounts and play as many times as oh you want. really yeah, as long as you make a new account okay well that's not yeah. too big of a deal but yeah i showed john some uh some 4k screenshots and it was just just wow but um i did see that the uh the patch that's coming out here in i think a week or two uh, is actually going to include some free content no 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 that is not hell freezing over that is capcom actually giving away free content this is not street fighter it is resident evil after all so yeah, free I'm, content I'm, and companies pulling out. This is a shocking well, episode. It's just crazy to think that if anybody is going to do like the stand-up thing and get a big win, that it's going to be Capcom. I know, right? I mean, granted, it's it's fairly small things. Uh, the first two items they announced is the retro costumes for Leon and Claire, which is cool. It's a, kind of an expected small touch. Um, for any of anyone who didn't know, the original Resident Evil 2 included extra characters uh like they haven't made any mention of uh tofu but one of the free dlcs is actually going to be able to play as the survivor characters uh like hunk and i forgot the other two oh, they're doing hunk missions i believe so it's going to be in that style and those are the the three characters they have announced that are going to be just free as part of the patch update are do they have the mercenaries mode in this i love resident evil 4 is like my favorite game and i played a ton of that but i've never played mercenaries because it just wasn't something i was into i honestly can't remember i know that uh the faster you could beat the game with the 100 percent completion the more modes you would unlock such as the survivors i believe mercenaries was one of them um i believe the hardest one if you managed to do it is when you would actually unlock uh uh tofu who the character was actually just a big block of tofu that you would try to run through the uh, police department everything to escape as fast as possible well, uh, I think uh, we can actually lead into, remember we were talking the other day about Ryan hasn't played 
So, speaking of Resident Evil 4, do we want to kind of announce a future potential segment here for the uh, podcast? I believe so. We we need a we would like a unanimous vote here. So, do we want to add the you know person has never played game yeah. to a segment? So, our first one is going to be. <gasps> Ryan's never played Resident Evil 4. No, no, Resident Evil 2. You said oh, you I'm sorry, 4. Resident Evil 2, yeah, was yeah. it? 4 is like my favorite. Okay, <laughs> let me do that again. Gasp! Ryan's never played Resident Evil 2. No, I have not. Guilty. Yeah, it sounds like you got to play it, man. Well, you're on, you're on yeah. the hook. You got Xeno Gears and that. Yeah. Well, I have it. You can borrow it. Oh, well, you can't. No, you can play it on... You have a PS3, right? Well, I mean, can I just play the remake? No. No, we think you should play through the original PS1 version. Then the after whole that, thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's two stories. There's Claire's story I and Leon's story. I still have to beat Red Dead and play Three Zone of the Enders. That sounds like a personal problem. Sir, one does not simply beat Red Dead. Oh, I know it. <laughs> well, he doesn't beat a lot of games, so. Yeah, right? Yeah. How about, how about I give it the old gentleman's try? We should just get you Pac-Man for Christmas. You're not going to beat it anyways. I have literally. a, I have a, <laughs> I have a mini PS1 with the screen. I'll totally play Resident Evil 2 on that. All right, sounds good. Yeah, yeah sounds good to me, man. Uh, anytime I can bust that thing out, I love to. I only have like one P, or I've got like three or four PS1 games actually. Yeah, we missed the opportunity to make him play the N64 version. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> I mean, that would have been fantastic. I could have loaned him one of my, like my six N64s here on the floor. Would have been great. And you probably have like four or five too, right? No? N64s? Nah, just the one. Oh, yeah. I'm the crazy one here. All right. Thanks. Um, Okay. Well, do we have any other news outside of Resident Evil? We're we're going pretty quick here. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to look around on N4G and there's all kinds of stuff out there. But, I mean, we talked about most of the good stuff, really. What was was that again? N4G. N4G N4G.com? Yes. N4G.com. Can we can we find the Game Deflators podcast on M4G.com? Uh, not not at this point, not until we get our website up. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. We're we're gonna have to edit that part of the podcast and remove that plug, guys. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, they they got some rules, I understand. But uh we'll have our website built and once we get that, we'll just link to the website. So hashtag not a host, hashtag could be a host. Could be a host, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, uh God, we're only twenty seven minutes in. I mean, why don't we just go ahead and get started for inflation? deflation and make this our shortest episode yet hey short, short and sweet sweet yeah yeah see jinx uh just like cookies and cream but <laughs> yeah because i think we played all but maybe 10 minutes uh so ryan after you left james and i had the displeasure of playing the adventures of cookie and cream by from software that's right the makers of kingsfield armored core and of course souls born dark souls bloodborne pretty much some of the the best action rpgs ever created Evidently, um, um, they have no... God, man, that game was terrible. It, oh. it wasn't... I wouldn't say it was terrible. It was definitely unique, and I can see what they're going for. So anyone who's never played this, it is a PlayStation 2 game with this terrible-looking cartoon, uh, very, what do they call them, Cabot uh, anime cutesy characters um, named Cookie and Cream, respectively. And one of the more interesting aspects is the controls. What did you think of those, John? Uh, so, Ryan, we'll, we'll inform you on this. The controls are pretty much one person controls the left side of a controller and the other person controls the right side of a controller. So, in a but two on play, separate controllers. On separate controllers, yeah. So, while I'm sitting there, I 
pretty much can only use buttons on the left side of the PS2 controller, while James uses the right side. Meanwhile, we're trying to get through levels together where I might activate a switch that affects James so he can get across an obstacle and vice versa the entire way through. But Do we... you get the... Is it DualShock? Yeah, yeah, it's DualShock. Okay, so yeah. you can yeah. use the analog to move and you can use the buttons for... Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but the okay. Thing I was is, just trying is... to get a handle on what the controls oh, yeah. were. Yeah, imagine, because it is up to four players, so... For instance, when John and I were playing, he had controller one, I had controller two. But him as controller one, he only had usage of the left side of the controller. So yeah. it's like, uh, what was that, two brothers? Yeah, or like brothers, that, the way you control something? them with both analog sticks. Yeah. Kind of okay. like that, um, but with different controllers. And if you were to do uh, the multiplayer mode, it would actually say it would be John and I literally sharing a controller, and then yourself and your wife literally mm -hmm. sharing controller two and Habs. Um, and one more thing important to touch on about the, you know, the, how the story mode, you're helping each other out. The screen isn't split vertically, but it's designed in a way that it is. There's a barrier between y'all and you're all both scrolling upward at the same time during these puzzles. Here's the worst part though. If I was to zoom in on my character, it auto zooms in on James as well. So pretty much uh, I got to a point where I'm like, I can't really see that too well, that obstacle. So I zoom in and right when I zoom in, the whole screen goes through and James like, whoa, what did you just do? So it was... It was quite the title, man. To Did play. you guys try playing single player at all? Well, that was a single player, was yeah. a co-op going through. And then we played the multiplayer, which was pretty much like a really bad battle mode, which you have the start of a level and you pick up treasure chests that had a few items. So one was like, one of them is like a canister of fire, which puts you on fire. It makes you lose points, which are like these stars you pick up and you hit your opponent during the time you're trying to get to this like end goal where they calculate all the points. Um, there was a treasure chest with uh, that can make you bigger, one that made you smaller but faster, and then one with a hammer, and then one that launched mines out of your butt. Yeah, that was my favorite. The one that makes you poop cute little bombs. Mm -hmm. And then you collect that stars. That also damage you as well. Yeah, and then you collect stars along the way, and uh, James absolutely demolished me in that component of a game. And it was just not good. It was a good night for James. It was. Yeah, both in uh, SNK and that. You're That's a winner. Right. What could we say? Yep. I'm a winner! Woo! Woo! So, I think everybody's eager to know what the price is of that game. Okay, so, Cookies and Cream goes loose for $7.51, complete $9.92, new $32, and this is for the uh, U.S. PlayStation release, or NA. Gotcha. North American release. So, James, this is your first inflation deflation. Would you say that this game is inflated in price point? or deflated in that it should be worth a little bit more. I I would say I think it's about fair. It's a it's an early PlayStation 2 game if I recall. It's somewhat uncommon. It's not hard to come by, but it's not one that you typically will run into in the same pile at the flea market constantly. So yeah, I think it looks com like complete it's shipping about two sales per week according to price charting. That's not bad. That's uh that's still fairly uncommon. I'd say if I hadn't already played it and knew what the gameplay was, then I would probably throw down the 10 bucks for it. Considering I've already played it and know that I'll probably never play it again except to just show someone like, you won't believe this shit here kind of situation. Um, I would say inflated. It's it's higher than it should be. And I think it has to do with that. It's a little uncommon and it's very has that very Japanese-y flavor, which is... Uh, Fairly popular with some of the, the less common or more sought-after PS2 games like you know, Taito Drum Master and things like that, or Taiko, Taito, sorry, 
if I'm getting that wrong, I can't remember. It's buried in the rest of my stuff. Gotcha. So, um, John, I got a question for you, though. Yeah. You're a huge Dark Souls Bloodborne fan. As a like legacy piece to add to a collection for somebody who's a big fan of From Software, like, is that a, a, something that attracts you to it? Like, hey, I love all their other stuff. I should throw this in my collection and at least try to get all of the From Software games. That's pretty much exactly the reason that I got that game is because it's a From Software title or they're tied into it to some capacity. So um, I have almost, I think, all the Armor Core games already, which I didn't realize at first that was from software as well uh, when I had them. But uh, yeah, I saw a video recently that had all of From Software's releases over time. Adventures of Cookie and Cream was on there, and I'm pretty sure that was the only title I didn't own. So I went ahead and just uh, pulled the trigger and bought it. I had some eBay bucks lying around, so I apparently purchased a lot more on eBay than I thought I did. Uh, hashtag could be a sponsor. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I went ahead and I think I had like six bucks on eBay and I got the game for total, maybe $4. So for me, you know, cash out of, out of hand, it was not a bad deal to pick it up for $4. Uh, as far as from an inflation deflation standpoint, I would say the game is slightly inflated. Um, given that it's uncommon, I would agree with James. Uh, it's probably worth in the $8 range. If that, um, I wouldn't go any higher than that. So the loose price, I would say, is where the complete price should be around that area. I think $8 complete box is pretty fair. Um, and that, and, that includes free shipping, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 8 bucks at a flea market. I, I $10, that's just a, that's a no for me. And I thought I was cheap. Hashtag not going to do it. <laughs> All right, well, that's what we got. What are we going to play next week, man? Are we looking dun, for? Dun, dun. Are we looking for? Oh, I know what we're supposed to play next week. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. Everyone uh. voted on it. They demanded it, and I bet you thought I forgot. I've been hounding them about it ever since. Since everyone voted, and we need to get this out of the way so we can start the next round of votes. But this is going to be a little bit different than the tip typical crappy game challenge. So, we put a vote up on our Facebook page, and we'll be adding it to our other social media if possible, of course to pick between two crappy games for John and Ryan to play. And the vote came down between Ghostbusters 2 on the NES and Space Ace on the SNES. The two fellas lucked out and narrowly didn't have to play Space Ace, so they will be playing Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. However... Funny enough, man, I kind of wanted to play Space Ace because it was on a newer console. Oh, God, it, it's so much worse. Is it really? Can, can we, we can switch get out if the uh, HAL Laboratory release of Ghostbusters 2 called New Ghostbusters 2? Uh, no, sir. It has to be the one based on the movie. Uh, you know, we need to go back on that voting because I don't recall if it said NES. So if it did not, I think it we might have looked at it. Did it? Nice try. It's pictured clearly, sir. Damn it. Yeah, I could have been nice and chose the Genesis version, but I'm not nice. <laughs> it's you not meant to be nice. It's there, meant to be punishment. Isn't there a copy on the Master System, too? Uh, actually, yeah, the Master System copy is the original one, like on you have the first one. NES. I do have a. I have two Master Systems. Wow, you're and, the master uh, of Master Systems, aren't I you? Am. I yeah. will happily let y'all play that instead of the second one if y'all prefer. Uh, nah, let's just play the NES version. Let's stick to the voting. Yeah, yeah you, you guys catch on quick. The people have spoken all, however many of you are out there. Thanks, listeners. Just know, James, we will get revenge. Yes, that's actually what I was uh, referring to when I was saying that we're putting a new twist on it. We're going to start calling it, calling it the versus crappy game challenge. So all of you listeners and social media help 
all our community members, all our game depleters out there, y'all are going to be given the option to publicly vote on the horrible games that I'm going to choose from a, a well-thought-out poll for John and Ryan to play. And so y'all will get to choose. However, in retaliation, John and Ryan are going to choose one crappy game for me to play. I'm kind of leaning towards Wu-Tang Clang on the PS1. Dude, I don't know. I would almost send right back to Futurama. That <laughs> game sucked. <laughs> That's true, man. Uh, we could just pick one of our bad ones. Oh, by the way, so we're going to double up this Ghostbusters 2. Will count as our inflation deflation next week as well, FYI, because it does have a value to it, obviously. I have no argument with, no yeah. argument with that. I think it's around a $14, $15 game, maybe but, a little bit more. But yeah, we may put you on to Wu-Tang Clang. <sighs> <laughs> yeah that's uh that's pretty good because you know i hate rap oh yeah uh, and and it's oh, a terrible wow, yeah. game 30 dollars complete in box for ghostbusters 2 on the nes oh really that's really? not too bad it's 30 dollars complete in box yep nes yep that's really cheap 10 loose what Ooh, oh it's gone down it was that damn movie well anyways <laughs> by the way everyone buy your copies now in case you didn't see the teaser that they are rebooting uh, the Ghostbusters with the remainder of the original cast. Hashtag we miss you, Harold Ramis. Did you see the meme that was out recently? It was uh, never send a woman to do a man's job and had Ghostbusters 3. Oh, God. I'm not a big Ghostbusters fan in all honesty, but that was funny. That was funny. And I actually kind of hope that is the real movie poster because, yeah, they're going to catch a lot of shit for it, which I'm sure they are already, but that's pretty good marketing. I am a big Ghostbusters fan of the real Ghostbusters, meaning like as in the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters and the original two movies and the last game that was intended to be the Ghostbusters 3 as well as some of the comic books. Is so, that the uh, one on the 360? Yes, sir. And PS3? Absolutely. And I believe it was on the Wii as well, but we're going to pretend that wasn't a thing. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, the challenge is set in stone. I think uh, we're going to make you play some Wu-Tang, by the way. <gasps> so, Ryan, Ryan, are you in agreement on that? Yeah. All right. And I got it on my shelf, by the way. Uh, I think so. I threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, all right, you guys got anything else for this week's episode? Nope. I think we're all wrapped up here. All right, man. Well, my name's John. I'm Ryan. Pepto-Bismol. Hashtag not a sponsor. Could be a sponsor. And I'm James. And we are the, the Game, Game Deflators. Deflators. Damn, we got it with all three of us. Wu-Tang! <laughs>